This is the boys Gen V podcast from TV Podcast Industries and we're talking about Gen V season 1 episode 5. Welcome to the Monster Club. Are you okay? I should have known better and now I do. So This is exactly his MO. Right. So, I get him coming after me for Revenge, or whatever, but I go after you guys. Where's Andre? Oh shit, Rufus. He's gonna kill Rufus. Welcome back, fellow boys and girls. Yes, we are talking about episode five of Gen V season one. This is TV Podcast Industries, and you're listening to the Boys Gen V podcast. Mm -hmm. It is welcome to the Monster Club, or dare I say it, maybe even a lot of pleasure dome uh, chucked in there for equal measure. We have hand vibrators and ejaculative blowholes to discuss (laughs) on uh, this episode of uh, the podcast. Dare I say it, it takes me back to Phoenix Nights. This is TV Podcast Industries coming in your ears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, fellow boys and girls, to your PG podcast for Gen Z Season 1. Uh, how do we do this every week, John? I do not know. <laughs> and dare I say it, I forgot the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, John. And I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. Um, I've had a bit of a time lapse this week. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I remember everything <laughs> that we've that we've done. I know we were in the UK. I know we went to see Manchester Orchestra live last week. I know we recorded the Ahsoka finale. I know we recorded uh, Wheel of Time finale. We recorded the first episode of Loki season two. And now we're on to Gen V season one, episode five. And then back over to the UK to go and see uh, the Ravens play live in the NFL. Oh, what, a, what a week it's been. Come on, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. beat the Titans. There you go. There you go. That's the that's the rallying cry from uh, from NFL fans. Yeah, well, uh, they well, lost last week uh, yeah. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not impressed at all. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, well, it happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. But we are looking forward to a great game in London. Before that, of course, we're going to be talking about Gen V, the fifth episode of the season. There's only eight in the, ep- in the season, John. I know, we are racing through these, uh, seemingly like a vibrating hand through <laughs> solid matter. I think I think so. Oh, God, that room just covered, and it's seeping through the floorboards. It's just an image that I don't think I'll get out of my head from this episode. No, exactly. It's a good <laughs> job it didn't go in Andre's mouth. Oh, well, yeah, they, all, they, they closed the door just in time. Just hit him on the cheek. And I say <laughs> oh, from the roof, that's right. But yes. I thought they closed the door in time just they after they did. found out what was they happening. Did. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been pearl necklaces ahoy, dare I say it. it. It would have been, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, if this was an episode of The Boys, this could have been an entire episode. Like, they did Herogasm in The Boys, and that's basically a student version of Herogasm is going it on is right really, here. They yeah. just didn't focus on it as much because the kids, our main characters, uh, didn't really know where they were. So they were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, it was kind of snippets exactly. of, of it going exactly. on. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the old adage of anything left to the imagination. So, you mm. know, a few little snippets, a few little doors opening to see what's yeah. going on behind them. But ultimately, it's all about what goes on behind closed doors. Well, absolutely. Or, or is sent to TikTok in many cases. Well, exactly. <laughs> they piece together in their the, day. In the yeah. new era, yes. It's let's yeah. just broadcast it on social media. Sure, why not? Um, rather than what happens in college stays in college yeah. i don't remember last night i'm gonna check my socials and see what <laughs> happens and what was sent yeah uh, what an interesting idea <laughs> all i can say is thank godolkin i didn't have um social media when mm-hmm. i was at university yeah absolutely absolutely although i would remember more of my time back then <laughs> oh I, I kept a diary oh bro, of course you did, of course you did. <laughs> i'm joking i didn't <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. we are digressing uh, way too much here. Mm-hmm. Fellow boys and girls, a quick public service announcement <laughs> on campus. Please pop on over to subscribe to the podcast over at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to any podcast catcher of your choice. You can also send in your thoughts, observations, rants, you name it, uh, for our feedback section by email to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com mm-hmm. or you can pop on over to our Facebook group, as always, to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TV Podcast Industries. And you can leave your thoughts on the spoiler post for each and every episode. Absolutely. I'm delighted to say we've got a bunch of feedback in from our fellow boys and girls for this episode because we have been recording in advance for the last couple of weeks and we have been away as well. So uh, haven't had the chance to catch up uh, with our feedback. Uh, but we do have a, have some in on the previous couple of episodes and on the podcast uh, so far, which is Excellent great. Excellent stuff. And one other reminder, one other public service announcement, as you say, John, uh, over the Tannoy at, uh, at Godolkin University. We will be continuing our Gen V student bar quiz later in this episode. We have the fifth question of eight. Uh, all you need to do is go gather together the answers to all eight questions email them to us at the end of the season to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and you could be in with the chance of getting your hands on some gen v goodies yes god only knows what they'll be i mm. can't imagine what the merchandise would be for that do you think they'll make a funko pop of uh, of that scene um with the <laughs> with the vibrating hand maybe or it could be uh, luke's empty drawer from one of the previous episodes who mm. knows yeah it won't be that i promise you i promise you we won't be sending it out in the post yeah uh, I, I think we should have a xylophone <laughs> here that i can do a little to help with our um campus announcements oh, go all heidi high Hody ho okay. on, on our fellow boys and girls. I will try and find that side effect for you for next week's episode, John. <laughs> Excellent stuff. But Derek, let us get into our spoiler-filled discussion of The Boys Gen V, Episode 5. Welcome to the Monster Club. What are some of the episode details? Who gave us what, when, were, how, and I guess why might be an important question for this episode. 
at least uh, around hand vibrator and ejaculative blowholes. <laughs> God. Oh, that's going to keep coming up, isn't it? It certainly is. If it keeps vibrating in the right we way, I suppose. We should be doing a psychoanalysis show, I think. <laughs> Why? Maybe. Maybe. Why is this happening? Money is what I would say. Um, the One of the biggest shows on the, on Prime Video. So yeah. I guess you do the spinoff, a spinoff successful, it makes money, right? Or just pure dirty humor, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So yes, on to the episode details for this one. Uh, the show was developed by Craig Rosenberg and Evan Goldberg with Eric Kripke. Uh, the showrunners for the show are Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters and based on the comic book series from Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. This episode was written by Lex Ednis. Uh, she was a writer and story editor on the TV shows Dirty John with uh, Christian Slater and Connie Britton and on Physical with Rose Byrne. Excellent. I've never heard of Dirty John before. And I should know. My you name should. is John. Yeah, you should. Um, and Christian Slater's in it. And Connie Britton, who you love. Yeah, okay. I think well, I it, it's certainly out. better than Dear John. Oh, yeah, what a nightmare. Pretty awful, even yeah. though it starred one of the Ronnies. Yeah. Disaster for my name, that show was. Oh, well, Dirty John wouldn't be much better either. Well, I prefer that moniker, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming I, to you this he, week, uh, Derek and Dirty John. Yeah. Uh, and uh, simply because... I don't wash fellow boys and girls. <laughs> That's not true. I wouldn't put up with you in the podcast room uh, if you didn't wash. <laughs> um, but the director for this episode was Claire Kilner. Uh, she directed an episode of Pennyworth season one, John, and five episodes of House of the Dragon, two for the second season, three for the first season. So uh, so you see, it all ties in. You said when we were covering Pennyworth, we were only covering it because it was a spinoff from Gotham or uh, from the same creators as Gotham. Absolutely. But no, Claire has gone from the streets of London to the heady heights of Godalcon University. I do love how directors uh, manage to put themselves out and get out there. Absolutely. Well, I didn't go back stuff. to all the way through her career where, of course, she did episodes of The Bill and uh, of EastEnders and stuff I, like that well, as well. It's a great start. Good training ground. Absolutely. Russell T. Davis, that's where he started. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Season 1, Episode 5 of Gen V, Welcome to the Monster Club? Sure. Andre and Kate wake up after what seems like a huge party, but they don't know how they got there. They locate Marie and Jordan, who are similarly confused as to why they woke up in bed together. After Marie finds a supersized Emma passed out in the pool and helps return her to normal size, they try to piece together the missing days. Sam finds Emma, but she has no memory of him. Knowing that Vought and Godolkin University are after him, Sam goes back into hiding. But when a SWAT team catches up with him, Sam beats the stuffing out of them. Meanwhile, the group believe it was Rufus who wiped their minds in revenge for the explosive ball-busting and more that he got from Marie and Kate. After learning about Rufus' past rape of Kate, Andre initially confronts him, but is mind-wiped again, further convincing them of his guilt. But when Emma finally catches up with Sam, she learns the truth. Kate's powers have been used by Dean Shetty to repeatedly wipe the minds of students who know about the woods and Sam. Emma reveals the truth to Marie and Jordan just in time to stop them killing Rufus. When Andre finds out that Kate is behind it all, she restores all of his memories as he drops to the floor in disappointment. <laughs> disappointment at Kate is that what happened really disappointed you could see it etched across Andre's face oh my god I can't believe you yeah. did that to us Kate yeah oh no anyone but you Kate he closed his eyes as well so he didn't have to see her 
Oh, not like you passed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, we did a little bit of uh, obfuscation. I'm going to use a big word there. Uh, last week, we actually knew what happened after episode four because we couldn't um, not go on to episode five after that really weird break. We thought there was something wrong with our screeners, much like I heard <laughs> most people who watched it on Prime Video thought, hang on a second, what's just happened here? Why is there the skip in time? Why does nobody know what's going on? And then it hit credits. So we did know last week that this is what was happening, that uh, they all wake up with, um, this lack of memory, I suppose. Uh, but we didn't watch further into the episode and we didn't want to spoil anything for anybody that uh, that may be watching it weekly or is watching it weekly, of course, because uh, that's how we cover our podcast, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so I hope that's all right with our fellow boys and girls. Um, we'll never spoil you on something that you can't possibly have seen. Unlike lots of articles out there who've already read, have already watched uh, all six episodes and are giving their uh, speculation about what might happen this season on The Boys, even though they've seen the episodes. So... They're spoiling things for you. Don't read those articles. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But let us get into our moments of the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each week, we do our freshman or small moment, our sophomore or medium moment, and our senior moment uh, <laughs> as our large or other outstanding moment from the episode. Absolutely. Senior moment works really well this week because um, that tends to be people that lose their memory, right? What? <laughs> no, that's hearing, John. <laughs> that's not memory. <laughs> it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's get on to our freshman moment. Yes. Mm. I, have a, I have a bone to pick with this one. Okay. Um, I definitely think this should be vibrating handyman <laughs> and uh, the blowhole lady. Okay, that's that is a great um, moment. It is a great moment. Yeah. but that literally would be all the all the point is. I I feel like we've mentioned that quite a lot the I podcast, know. and it doesn't deserve its own. How point. many times can we get it into <laughs> the podcast? Or fire breathing cokehead. That's the other one as well. Oh, yes, that that's we right. we do see. Yes. yes, that's right. Um, yeah, we could take a tour around the house. We do see uh, Maverick, the invisible uh, student with the glasses and the and the baseball cap. And, yes, and um, the llama. And the fact that, yeah, and it seems like the, the llama is the... Uh, the um, Dom in that relationship, and he's the sub. That's what that seems like. <laughs> yes. So, um, um, and yeah. we have Dusty as well, the host of this extravaganza, mm-hmm. uh, this student extravaganza. He's about twenty-eight, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but still has a hairless worm for a wiener. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, Dusty, the the youthful host of this party, the youthful dropout. There's there's always a, well, that's an older person that lives close to campuses of college and doesn't want to leave the college life behind. I think he's fulfilling that fantasy of lots of people who who think, oh God, can I just look younger? But unfortunately, he's stuck at the age of thirteen yeah. and now twenty-eight. Yeah. So just needs hyaluronic acid <laughs> we are not sponsored by that company <laughs> and will never I be believe. right but what's our real freshman moment john our real freshman moment is that marie and jordan give it a go yeah after a lot of awkwardness waking mm-hmm. up in the bed uh, together with no recollection of not only how they got there mm-hmm. but possibly what they did to one another yeah. in bed and yeah. um, again Stuff being shown on social media, a bit of uh, close hip dancing there, Mm -hmm. a bit of the old uh, snogging going on on the dance floor. Uh, And as well, the awkwardness kind of spills over with Jordan saying, we're cool. Oh, Um, yeah. Which, yes, Marie kind of doesn't want to be cool with Jordan, but ultimately... Marie doesn't want to be cool with Jordan, mm-hmm. but goes along with it. 
Yeah, and to also, an extent. and also, Marie doesn't really know what uh, is meant by the term "we're cool." I <laughs> love the conversation between yeah. herself and Emma as it Emma kind of really fills it in. Look, it's and easy here. Do you like them? Yes. Do you find them attractive? Yes. Do you want to put your lips against their lips? Yes. Do you want to put other body parts against other body parts? Yes. Okay, give it a go. <laughs> exactly. And fair juice to Emma for explaining it also to myself as an audience member, because, yes, I was like going, okay, we didn't have that expression. It was just like, not interested. <laughs> oh, but you see, that's the thing. We're cool just means we're cool. It could mean anything. Yeah, you have to have to interpret exactly. it, right? Exactly. So, Interpretive yeah. language. Yeah, but they they do keep getting interrupted in their conversation throughout this episode, but everything else that's going on yeah. uh, don't uh, seem to be finally giving it a go. But it looks like Marie's interested and Jordan's interested. So I, I'd say it's pretty high up there that the two of them will be getting together. Well, that's it. And I mean, even to the point where Jordan, uh, in speaking to Marie, she's just been wiped by um, Kate again. That's so right. So she doesn't even recollect the party in the end yeah and doesn't even recollect that jordan said we're cool yeah, as well exactly. so, so- uh, but she does remember that uh, that herself and jordan have been together uh, interestingly of course going back to episode one jordan's the one that uh, stopped her from getting in uh, to the college course that she wanted to get into the crime fighters so they started off on a pretty bad foot they seem to be on the right foot right now though yeah the iceberg between these two is melting exactly exactly but I think with that, let's get into our sophomore or medium moment. This is kind of a big moment. It's one of the one of my favorite moments for the episode, but it is only a moment. Um, so let's talk about Sam's puppet massacre as our uh, sophomore moment for the episode. Uh, what a great moment in here! Like we saw last <laughs> week, Sam does have this kind of problem where um characters puppets particularly and television's jason ritter are speaking to him from uh their version of sesame street uh telling him to go and kill people and we see that kind of continued this week yes uh this week fellow boys and girls we bring you the letter b bloodshed body parts mm-hmm. brutal you name it yes. any other uh bonkers i guess but <laughs> lovely bonkers um so yes I, this was sesame street had entered the uh action movie world yeah really good loved it oh it's so cool wasn't it uh it was such a, such an interesting way to do this sequence uh starts out where we have the puppet version of emma uh trying to talk sam down telling him uh that he that he needs to needs to back off he's seeing her very angelically he's seeing her in this kind of um Flicker, maybe it's like a TV version of her uh, yeah. of her there. Um, but then the SWAT team arrive <laughs> in really cute Jim Henson-like form. Yeah. <laughs> and he brutally destroys them, um, ripping off arms and stuffing them down throats, pulling out uh, one puppet's brain. You know, it's quite funny to laugh at as you're watching it and, and you're kind of going, oh, and this is really creative. As well. The glitter instead of the blood, exactly. Um, that's that's very cool. Uh, really, really like that. Like, what a, what a creative choice they've yeah, made here. Absolutely. With yeah. But following on from this massacre of all of these uh, SWAT puppets, we do see the aftermath as uh, Sam turns around covered in their blood. Yeah. And, it and cuts, we see all the bodies on the ground. Yeah. It yeah. cuts to that real massacre of these uh these SWAT guards mm-hmm. uh, that were after him. Yeah. And also the seriousness of you know the lengths that Godolkin will go to. Well absolutely. Yeah yeah. They've sent an entire SWAT team to take out this one kid, but you can kind of see why. If the powers that he used here taking out the puppets were actually what is happening with Sam, he's bulletproof. 
he's powerful enough to rip people in half with his bare hands. Yeah. Um, like we see as he's walking out of the tunnel where they where they attacked, we see one of the SWAT guys, half of his body's still yeah, hanging with from his the rope. Spine just yeah. uh, peering out of the upper torso. Yeah. Yeah. So um I can understand this is like trying to take down Homelander. Yeah. He is very powerful as Sam. Yeah. Uh, and not entirely with it. Like with the with the whole TV's Jason Risser appearing mm-hmm. to him, uh, as well as the puppets, or or seeing the world in puppet form. I mean, yeah. maybe it's maybe it is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the trauma and the brutality of what has happened to him in the woods is that this is the only way he is able to sort of view some of these things. Yeah, potentially. Um, uh, you know, I mean, effectively one of the previous episodes we saw you know the spinal tap from hell with a needle being you know hammered into his spine so Mm -hmm. maybe this is a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. you know and it's you know it's a metaphor for how he's dealing with the trauma that he has been put through by dean shetty and dr cordova yeah absolutely absolutely uh but once again um the boys tv shows being really creative about how they get away with using some of the uh, some of the violence and some things that they couldn't do in live action. We see Sam here uh, holding the head of one of the uh, one of the puppets by its spine upside down as he goes in for the kill on another one of the puppets. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And sort of doing the lobotomy, it was like squeezing a pimple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought this was awesome uh, it, it's like when buffy did the musical episode right. and he just went it fits yeah. you know okay not the same yeah, uh, yeah granted and again here just a different way of doing it but it fits it you know in terms of the psychic of sam and how he is sort of interpreting viewing the world yeah in the same way with black noir from mm-hmm. the boys with the cartoon characters Absolutely. You know, it, it's just that trauma and how they are able to deal with this world and it gives that insight as well so you know it's both you know dare i say it's both fun to see it like this Mm -hmm. and it's also you know a bit deeper if you want to take it that way as well so i I loved it i thought this was a really good sequence it was it was it was really cool but he has so much disregard for those puppets. You know, it's not like he is seeing them as puppets and ripping them apart. He knows they are SWAT team. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he turns into a puppet himself at, uh, during this fight. So, um, but yeah, some, uh, some severe brutality in puppet form this time. Uh, I'd go and see the stage play, like Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. You? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it was basically Sesame Street on steroids. Yeah. Or Avenue Q on steroids, which is the takeoff of Sesame Street in, uh, for adults. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Sesame Street on steroids, supercharged uh, with a line of Coke. There you go. There, we there go. you go. <laughs> Good stuff. We go on to our major moment, John. Big Bird will never be the same nope. again. No, not if it gets anywhere near Sam. Um, <laughs> we talk about our major moment, John. Yes. Because that's the rest of the episode. The reason why we've kept it to this one point is because it it's such a through line in the story. The major characters here are trying to find out what's happened to them since uh, Kate grew big and sat on Sam to stop him from uh, from killing the doctor. Yeah. Um, so uh, so our big moment really is... Our senior moment. Our senior moment, yes, our senior moment, is Kate's mind wiping. Yeah, uh, really good. I, I, li- I like the sort of 
you know, red herring here of Rufus. Yes. Uh, because it's almost self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. But the, the genesis of it is from Kate, you yes. know. Uh, but it feeds into everything, you know, that's happened to Marie and, you know, Kate's story. I mean, you do wonder when, you know, when Kate opens up about uh, what Rufus had done to her, by the end of it, you suddenly are second guessing as to whether that's actually true. Mm. I mean, it's not to say that it isn't. It's just because, you know, she manipulates um, her closest friends mm-hmm. in a sense because of, you know, the Machiavellian manipulation being done. Uh, by Dean Shetty yes. here. Yeah. And I hope the series gets into a bit more around what that relationship is, because mm-hmm. we do see them here, you know, very briefly with um, Shetty and Kate uh, sat down having a cup of tea and ultimately mm-hmm. Kate really struggling, uh, you know, and crying because of the difficulty in lying to her actual friends at, yeah, at university. And, you know, you have this real faux comforting of her by mm-hmm. Dean Shetty and, and, you know, this master manipulator trying to sort of effectively pepper up again to go back out and to do what she wants her to do and yeah. what she's been doing for such a long time. So, yeah. you know, it'd be really interesting to know what is the hold here of Dean Shetty yeah. on Kate um because it it maybe to begin with it started out as not a big deal if it you know from what we understand she was doing it to luke so that he would forget sam yeah you know, but no one is dying in that process mm-hmm. it's still a lie it's still not great but now you know luke is dead and all of this stuff, um, you know, she's seen the reality of what she's actually been hiding yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say I think that Kate is being honest about what happened with Rufus. I think she is she is yeah, being no, honest. I do. Because I think that moment where she's talking to Dean Shetty, she is starting to break apart uh, because of everything she's had to do to this group of people. So I do think she's being honest. But I know what you mean. It, it, could she have been creating the story to throw the scent off herself onto Rufus. But what I do like about how this whole breaks out across the episode is they are trying to investigate Rufus. They're convinced it's him. They're they're convinced it can't possibly be Kate that's doing it to them. But as she takes more and more of their memories away, you realize that they're too far gone now in this investigation. They have too much knowledge in their head that if you take away a day or two, suddenly they're missing massive moments because there's so much interconnection here between yeah. what they've done, what's happened in the woods, the connection to Vought. Um, you know, you hear from uh, Andre going, I know I didn't go to the uh, interview the other night, but I can't remember why I didn't go to the interview. You know, there's things yeah. that are now creeping into other parts of their life that aren't as simple as just pulling out one one piece of memory of, of the the stuff that they've all learned since they started yeah and also having to do it individually to them rather Mm -hmm. than collectively well yeah the same applies with marie you Mm -hmm. know not remembering that we're cool yeah uh, from jordan but she hadn't done anything to jordan so jordan's there you know questioning Mm -hmm. have you had your mind wiped again but it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy that it is rufus because they know what he can do yes um and 
Yeah, I, I just thought this was really, really good. I mean, I think the other side of it is, you know, Maddie Phillips, who plays Kate, mm-hmm. uh, I think is really good here. I, oh, I yeah. think in particular that scene of her trying to confess to Andre, um, you know, she's just on the cusp of telling him the truth mm-hmm. when they get the call because they found Rufus yes. and Marie and Jordan. And you could see the battle um, yeah. that she was having um, almost, again, going almost, you know, in tears again, mm-hmm. trying to be honest with the person that I think she has genuine feelings Absolutely. for. Yeah. So I really, really thought um, she was great in this episode. I loved how that all played out. You know, yeah. that it is the betrayal of the close friend. It's the Etu Brutus, you know, yeah. almost. Yeah, Certainly absolutely. for Andre. And you see that in that final scene. He, mm-hmm. As I said, his disappointment, but yeah. it, it goes deeper than that. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's absolutely. betrayal. And, and I, she does restore all of his memories at one time, all the yeah. things she's taken from him in the past. We see that in that quick flash through all those moments with Luke that he had. You know, you see that flash where he's realizing how much she's taken from him over the course of this. And this is just to cover up this one mystery that Dean Shetty wants to keep secret from the students, you know. So how much it's invading their their lives, how much each of them have lost because of this. You know, there's even that whole piece with Emma. She's been made to forget about Sam. And she was falling for him the last time they met, last episode. And now suddenly she can't remember him at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the great thing with Emma in this episode is, like, she's a vehicle for um, being just the best friend here Mm -hmm. and you know in terms of talking to marie about her feelings for jordan but i love that she finds the stardust driving Mm t-shirt and is like i have no memory of this and didn't he say he was at that and goes to him yes and you have this you know um this this whole moment where she goes you know i don't remember you but i believe you that you know me yeah and And i really like that about emma because it it speaks to her her as a character in herself that how she would talk to Sam how she would deal with Sam it's not based on the fact that she would deal with him trying to make sure he didn't get angry or something like that she's dealing with them with kindness in exactly the way he wants he he wants to be dealt with remember there was a whole moment last time when he got angry and said you're going to leave me like everybody else and when she comes to him with saying I, I trust you and I believe in you he realizes actually it's somebody else's fault yeah um and he takes that he realizes that Emma wouldn't have left him if it hadn't yeah. been for somebody else and yeah. he says I don't blame you she uh made Luke forget about me too mm-hmm. referring to Kate yeah. I think as well it's just the trajectory of it because right at the start you know Sam arrives at the house where the party has has been happening and both Emma and Marie don't remember him at all. And, um, and, you know, both of their views are that they can't trust him. In fact, they say, mm-hmm. you know, that guy is effing crazy. Yeah. Like, they just think it's a weird post party. <laughs> yeah. But, but kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over the course of this episode, you just have that little moment in the dormitory where, yeah, she puts, two and two together Mm -hmm. you know uh, and goes and acts on it and is effectively the person who is able then to inform the rest of them that it's not rufus Mm -hmm. it's kate exactly Um, you know because we hear rufus in that moment pleading his innocence in in the sense that you know he can only work it when he's close to the person Mm -hmm. uh, and also 
I don't know anything about trackers because you have that great scene where Marie sort of feels that blood clot on her shoulder where she's being um, injected with a location tracker. Yeah. So I thought that was like, I just liked that arc of Emma and how, you know, supportive of Marie, of Sam, of also then the wider group in order to expose the truth. And you you get a bit of that character as well as she, you know, when she's talking about her mother, where she's just like, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to be her clown anymore. And she's just kind of wants to be that honest, Mm -hmm. good friend with a regular life in a sense absolutely or at least at to least be extent. allowed to be herself yeah um, and, exactly. and use her powers the That's way she can I use her powers really. yeah. yeah yeah exactly um i must say the little developments that we're getting on marie's powers you know right back in the first episode we, we saw that terrifying way in which she got the powers and yeah. it's effectively the blood kinesis is that what you call yeah. it where she's able to control the blood that comes out of her body but we're seeing little extra developments to that we talked about the fact that she was able to save somebody's life uh, in the first episode by uh, by flowing the stemming the tide of blood and here in this episode she's able to uh, feel that there's a blood clot so she's able to uh, find that there is this tracker inside her so there's loads of other uses for her powers Absolutely. it's not just it's not just as they said the the one that wouldn't play well um where she's taking blood out of her body and slapping people across the face with it you know yeah, exactly. she's also able to use it in different ways and if she has some training here if it isn't just training about branding in Godalkin University uh, if it's actual real training on how to use her powers there could be some great uses of the powers that she hasn't even thought of yet. absolutely and, and on a more sinister slant and not mm-hmm. really with Marie, but we have that scene with Cordosa and Dean Shetty. Oh, yes. You know, where after Dean Shetty has said that the kids have been handled, they've mm-hmm. had their memories wiped. And, and Cordos is trying to say that he's going to leave the project, he's yeah. going to walk away, and she's saying to him, that's not going to look good in your LinkedIn profile, testing on and killing <laughs> exactly. suits. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, what do you want? And he says, I want Marie, because her abilities are the rarest I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think also the other two things that come out of this scene, one which is sinister, is I've almost perfected the virus, says Cordosa. Mm-hmm. We'll soon be able to control them forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, oh, okay, so yeah, this is really, you know... um, on a need to know basis, mm-hmm. like in terms of it's involving soups. And the other aspect is that when Cordosa asks for Marie, Dean Shetty is quite clear no, she has a benefactor. Yeah. So who is the benefactor? Be really intriguing uh, to see how that plays out. Yeah, I was wondering about that as well. I was wondering whether Shetty just meant herself because she has an interest in her or now that Vought are taking an interest in her and Andre as being the the top two seeded uh, students, is that is that what she means that they're off the table? And that makes you know? sense actually. So maybe it is just Vought as the mm. benefactor, but normally that would be an individual, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe she's just talking about Ashley. Maybe Ashley's got an interest in uh yeah, in Marie yeah. for the seven in the future. Um even though her powers would <laughs> discuss Middle America. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else about the major moment about Kate's mind wiping and the, the story that leads us to there, John? Uh, no, I, I, again, just I think that final scene where Kate effectively comes clean after Emma has called, mm-hmm. gives Andre um, his memories back. I thought that was kind of a really good scene. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as Andre says, you know, you're an effing monster. Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to split the group? What is going to happen to Kate? Well, yeah. So this is 
I thought it was a really good ending on a, yeah. on a big cliffhanger. Uh, could, how, how can they trust her? She yeah, just exactly. wipe their minds again, you know? Uh, get them all their, all their, um, their memories back, and then next episode, if she doesn't like the way they're the way it's it's going, she could wipe them again, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, I think that's all from our main moments uh, of the episode. Mm-hmm. Any notes? I got a few notes uh, from this episode. One that we missed in the first episode, which I really should have caught, um, because this character has been out there for quite a long time. We mentioned him in this episode, uh, though. Maverick, the uh, the see-through kid with glasses and a hat, um, that is actually Translucent's son. If you remember ah, okay. right back yeah. to the boys' season one, the first soup that was ever killed uh, was killed by, by Huey. Um, he killed Translucent in the first season. And at his funeral, there was mention of a son called Maverick. So this is Translucent's son. So will we see him stepping up and maybe taking revenge in season four of the boys, maybe against Huey, the guy who killed his father. Yeah, Will we, we see that? He doesn't, he seems to be quite involved in his studies or at least in his uh, Dom sub relationship with that llama. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe he's, he's much more involved in that and he's not a, not a, a violence type of guy, but uh, just interesting that we're seeing um, the child of, uh, of one of previous uh, seven in school. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good stuff. I have another one, uh, really quickly. Um, th- this is quite a quite a, a complicated one to explain. But uh, Emma, when she's talking about the fact about the fact that she's been banned from uh, becoming giant by her mother, she mentions it's because of the Buster Beaver incident. Go Google it uh, to Marie. Okay, yeah. Buster Beaver is effectively the Chuck E. Cheese of the boys' universe, and that is Bu- Buster Beavers was the place that. Black Noir was hiding out with those cartoon characters yeah. based on the fact that he had an incident in the 60s where he paralyzed a kid in uh, a Buster Beaver's restaurant, probably the one that he was hanging out in. So interestingly, Emma's also had an incident where she grew big uh, in using her soup pairs in a Buster Beaver as well. So yeah. don't go to that restaurant, kids. Obviously, lots of, lots of really bad things happen when must you're around. Must have been very tasty, the food. Yeah, she must, must have, have gorged herself. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. She had five burgers. Uh, and uh, <laughs> She and has to massive. watch her calories, as her mum says. Exactly, Yeah, exactly. So Excellent. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the notes I, I have are like the couch scene with Andre and Emma that I was mentioning. So mm-hmm. the TV show uh, that is they're watching is The Mesmerizer. That's right. Uh, and we meet Mesmer uh, in The Boys. Uh, he was played by Haley Joel Osmond. That's right. And uh, ultimately, he is killed by Billy Butcher. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, we have The Mesmerizer. Yeah, and I, I love that the conversation that they're having is such a terrible show. It's not the same as watching it with Luke because he could tear this thing apart every time we watch it. Yeah, so exactly. Without his ruling commentary. Yeah. Um, Maybe Luke should have had a podcast about TV shows. He should. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, the only other note I have is I do love seeing Big Emma in the pool with the pool cover <laughs> over yeah. her and then the TikTok video uh-huh. where she is chugging from kegs as all the smiley faces are there to uh, hide her modesty. Absolutely uh, loved that. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. So. Yeah. Just that, because we hadn't mentioned it, really. Yeah, yeah. and she, uh, she does seem to get um, a, a, lot of, a lot of happiness out of the fact that her mother had told her never to do that in public, and now she's done it, and people <laughs> love her. So, yeah, exactly. uh, telling her she's got big soup energy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Uh, overall, then, John, uh, what did you think of the episode? What's your, what would you rate this episode of Gen V? I really like this episode. It was just good fun. I think, you know, it was quite simple. Uh, I'd give this four and a half uh, Puppet Geddens out of five. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, when I say simple, you know, as you say, that through line of they can't remember it mm-hmm. and the, you know, their investigation and the, 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 the trail of crumbs to, to get them to the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Emma's character was just really good in this. Um, just because she, she's kind of like that Zen center of this group. Mm. She's, you know, she's just sound i think yes she is she's so, still my favorite character yeah. five episodes in loving her and, and i like that you know her quirkiness is still there but i feel the character is really developing nicely yeah. into um you know this whole group right? so i'm really enjoying that arc of emma's uh character mm-hmm. and similarly kate in this episode just that revelation really enjoyed it yeah and um, i wasn't expecting that until mm-hmm. Um, you know, it became apparent with Dean Shetty and her yeah. conversation with her. Um, I, how that played out and, you know, what that will mean for this group is, yeah. I thought was really, really good. Absolutely. And- because, you know, when she came into the series at the beginning, it's kind of like she could be just the morning girlfriend, you know, the, the, the new girlfriend for Andre. She was kind of a background character yeah. almost of the group, wasn't focused on as much as the rest of them. But now you find that she's so centrally part of Shetty's plot that she's being yeah. used to wipe the minds of students. You know? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah. um, and, and, you know, coupled with the awesome puppet battle uh, <laughs> as well gruesome as... And awesome, the yes. gruesome and awesome puppet battle, the student party of um, herogasm mm. sort of ilk... Uh, student-gasm, I guess. The student-gasm, yeah, yeah. It was just... I thought it was really really good it, it had all that combination that i think we just love about the boys mm-hmm. you know irreverence dirt um <laughs> and uh More you know, some yeah. really good character development and the story developing at a really nice pace yeah. so i really really enjoyed uh this episode and yes would give it four and a half puppet geddens out of five fantastic yeah i really love this episode uh yeah, looking forward to more and a great cliffhanger there at the end of the episode. Um, John, I think we need to go to the student bar. Shots, shots, shots. I think we do. Um, let's hope we don't wake up and find ourselves uh, not remembering the, <laughs> the past 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, let's hope not. Yes, so it is time for the student bar quiz, fellow boys and girls and fellow quizzers. We're on episode five, so here we go with question five. What ranking at Godolkin does Emma reach after her TikTok growth spurt? Mm, very good. Big soup energy. How far did that get her up the charts? Absolutely. Is the question. Yeah. Good stuff. John, do you want to get the question one more time? What ranking at Godolkin does Emma reach after her TikTok growth spurt? Excellent. That's it. F- question five of eight. Uh, put them together with the answers to the other questions. Email us at the end of the season to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com to be able to the chance to get your hands on some Gen V goodies. Absolutely. Without further ado, let us get on to our feedback section from our lovely fellow boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, we have an email from Pathenia Locklear. Yeah. Uh, who says, hello, boys and girls. I just finished listening to your review of episodes one to three. As always, your coverage is amazing. Oh, thanks, Parthenia. That's great. Thanks, Parthenia. Um, 
Even though I knew what to expect with this show, I was still left in shock. Killing your parents with shards of menstruation is new material for sure. Mm. How do these writers come up with this stuff? Or is this origin story from the comics? Doesn't matter. I'm still entertained. <laughs> I was really happy to see the actors who play Marie and Andre working together again. I enjoyed watching them both on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch on <sighs> Netflix as Roz and Ambrose. Good call, Parthenia. Mm. Yes, I thought I recognised Jazz Sinclair and Chance Podomo. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I loved... Well, I loved the original Teenage... Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. And I did kind of get into the second one, but I didn't really watch every episode like I did. We watched two full seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We Teenage did, Witch, yes. Yeah. No, it's... And Amrose, Amrose was a real standout uh, in the show. He was no, great uh, fun. Yeah. Great fun. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the original Sabrina and the Teenage Witch was when I was at university. Oh, there you go. So, so that's that kind of a Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kind of a <laughs> Good stuff. Um, but then it continues... So far, between the boys and Gen V, my favourite super might be Jordan. Mm. If I had to choose a power, I don't think I would mind choosing between gender at will and being almost indestructible while doing it. Mm -hmm. This show makes me feel like in the writer's room, someone says, but what else can we do with a penis? (laughs) I can't wait to see the rest of the series and follow along with you all. Alumna Parthenia Locklear, class of 2003, my actual undergrad year. Fantastic. Excellent stuff. Well, I have to say, my undergrad year, I have two, because I went to a strange university which had my matriculation, Ooh. which was in 1996, mm-hmm. and then my graduation, which was in 1999. Wow. And yeah. which house did the sorting hat push you in? It put me in the Worcester house. <laughs> I love it. Worcester love it. College, in Worcester fact. College. Worcester College. Worcester yes, College. I love it. It is. Yes. Um, but- uh, Prathidia, I think, you know, I don't think you're far off the mark with uh, with the writer's room there. I think that does happen sometimes. What else can we do with a penis in this season? <laughs> I dread to think what the seats in the writer's room are like. I think it could be fairly dodge. Okay. All right. That's a weird. Uh, follow up there <laughs> thanks so much for sending in your email great to hear from you again as well hope you're uh, staying with us for the rest of Gen V and, uh, and some of the other shows and hope, we, hope we hear your thoughts uh, towards the end of the season too yeah. good stuff Bothinia thanks Next up, John Daniel emailed us to say, Hi all, it's been a while. Sorry for the radio silence. I've been subscribed but not watching much of what you've been watching. I am so pleasantly surprised by how good Gen V is turning out to be. I will keep this short. I just want to say I thought Emma was going to be a background comic relief. I am so happy to be wrong. She is amazing. I finished episode four at this writing and I'm blown away. I won't say I called it, but when her mom asked about her calories because she seemed a bit small, I wondered if she was going to get taller. If she ate too much, I was giddy when she she ran for the meatballs. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work. I can't wait to see where this goes. John from Chicago. Welcome back, John. Absolutely. Good to hear from you, John. Um, where will this go? Well, it could involve penises. Um, <laughs> I jest, of course. <laughs> probably um, will, though. <laughs> but it probably will, exactly. Um, I totally agree with you around Emma. Yeah, You yep. were wondering where that character was going to go. Certainly... She's got the comic relief. 
and continues to have it. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, you're you're just seeing that development of this character into that sort of loyal, trustworthy friend of Marie mm-hmm. and, you know, integrating into uh, this group that she wouldn't normally have been a part of because of, you know, that special connection that she's formed, lost in this episode, mm-hmm. but instinctively knows that she has it with Sam. Exactly. So I completely agree, John. You know, I think Emma is a great character. She really is. Yep, really yeah. is. Lovely stuff. Thanks, Thanks John. John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coffee and Vodka sent us an email about episode four as well. Greetings, fellow overeating defenders. Well, mentally asked and answered. She could grow by gorging, but what happened there at the end? Soup intervention or just an awkward edit? Mm-hmm. Is Sam mentally afflicted or is there a real puppet master? Tech Knight seems to be Gen V's answer to the boys, the deep. <laughs> and Indria's resourcefulness in dealing with him was wholly satisfying. Marie coming clean about the event felt good and her getting together with Jordan was a nice touch. And, unintentional or not, I'm pretty sure she's guaranteed no more unwanted advances from anyone on campus. Mm-hmm. A solid continuation of a great show. Four two-person threesomes, <laughs> Shetty solutions, and eardrum corsages out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. I really like the two-person threesomes uh, for Marie and Jordan's relationships. Yes, That's that very is good. very good. <laughs> good stuff. It gives a new phrase. It gives a new meaning to the phrase flip-flopping. I well, guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, is there a real puppet master behind Sam? I think in this episode we've probably seen um, that it's it's in his mind that he's seeing everything as puppets. Um, for for the most part. Yes. Um, I don't think someone's broadcasting on the TV to control them through the puppets on the actual TV. Um, that's what I tell. And, and I, as we say, this could be a coping mechanism from the amount of brutality he's had to endure uh, in the testing that he's been going through in the, in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And indeed, it's not just an awkward edit. Um, yes. It is intentional. Yes, we have an answer now, very quickly in episode five. So uh, so now we know it wasn't uh, just a bad edit. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Coffee and Vodka. Uh, over in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries. Penny Linux uh, ha- sent in her thoughts. She said, I can't imagine trying to stay PG covering this show. You are braver than I. <laughs> we do like a challenge. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much, Penny. And of course, um, I guess it's just subterfuge um, using... Different words, yeah. the double, triple, quadruple entendres. Um, so keep your Irish and British uh, slang dictionary handy. <laughs> yeah. uh, keep a normal dictionary handy. Mm-hmm. Keep an urban dictionary handy. Possibly, you yes. name it, keep a dictionary handy because yeah. uh, this podcast is laced with dirt. Do you know, I'd be pretty surprised if anybody uh, under the age of 18 was actually listening to a podcast about Gen V at all. So uh, it's generally fine. It's just uh, to not affect the rest of the podcasts on the, on, yes. uh, on our main feed on TV podcast industries. But I hope you don't mind. That's a bit of fun uh, to, to cover the podcast anyway. Indeed. Uh, Good stuff. Thanks, thanks, Penny. Thanks so much, Penny. I hope you're enjoying the coverage. Uh, Dr. Bob Phillips had some thought, thoughts about episode four as well. He says, oh my, this time more specifically sausage-based gore. Emma goes all Tay-Tay on the hill. Sam's having proper psychotic episodes, and we finally get a soup undertaking what seems to be quite effective detective work for the whole truth, of course. 
Are we seeing mind wipes, time splits, or dream reality twists with the memories at the moment? Not noticed men in suits, but isn't that part of the point of them? So I guess speculation from Dr. Bob there is uh, is Will Smith uh, around the corner wearing his men in black outfit, uh, wiping people's minds. Well, and yeah. there you go. You were right. It was um, Kate wiping people's minds yes. in a similar way. Yeah. Uh, lady in gloves. Lady in gloves. The new, the, the new the, men in black. The new men in black. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Or the new song from uh, Christopher. <laughs> she's dancing with him <laughs> if Chris was on the episode he'd be trying to sing away to this um, in, in a lovely off key note but we're not gonna he's not here yeah. he's not here it's very fashionable in the 1960s to be discordant <laughs> with the music so yes yeah. it was it was he's <laughs> just a man out of time is our Chris yes um, yes and tune Yes, uh, uh, excellent stuff, Dr. Bob. Love uh, Emma going all day on the hill. Uh-huh. Although I was wondering whether that was something deeper than Taylor Swift. Mm. Uh, I was almost reaching for my urban dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Might do that anyway. Uh, Might, good yeah. stuff. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Finally, on our Facebook group, Jamie Lawson says, At last we beat Tech Knight. Mm. I loved him in the comics. I understand there is talk of him appearing in season four of The Boys. I think Shut Up TV's Jason Ritter is going to be my new go-to favorite (laughs) quote. Also, I looked at Jason Ritter's past films and TV's appearance on IMDb and didn't really remember any of the stuff. But I know of Jason Ritter. He's one of those actors you just know. Mm. Hard to explain what I mean. Maybe because his dad, John Ritter... And its name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think you can get that, you know, when all of a sudden, whether it's TV or even like music in mm-hmm. a sense, and it's like, oh, I recognize them. Oh, they were in that. And then before you know it, they're popping up in shows all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe if it's light entertainment shows or dare I say it, things like falcon crest or or um he's not he's not that type no, of actor he's not, but no you know no. what i mean freddie versus jason john that's all we've that's all we've yeah. got that's that's our touchdown for him. but what yeah. was the famous producer um who did like falcon crest and all those um is that aaron spelling yes aaron spelling oh, you know yes, and before yes. you knew it you realized that all the great camp TV shows of America was mm-hmm. done by Aaron Some Spelling. By one guy. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know? Exactly. It was brilliant. Beverly Hills, 90210. That was great yeah. stuff. <laughs> I also used to watch a lot of Aaron Spelling at university as well. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. There you go. How did you ever get your doctorate done? No, this was at my undergraduate. Yeah, but you still have to get through all that to get well, to your doctorate. True. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I do know what you mean, Jamie. Like, I think when you see Jason Ritter once, you go... Oh my God, I know him. I definitely know him. Oh, it's John Ritter, it's his dad. And then the next time you see him, he'll always remember his face. So he may be one of those background actors that you see in lots of things, or even main actors that you see in lots of things, but you're always connecting yeah. him back to the fact that you recognize him from the off. Like, and I just kept you know. thinking of chocolate because of that Ritter's chocolate bar that we have over here. I don't even know that chocolate bar. We have Snickers. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it might be Swiss or like German. Okay, that we have over here in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Have I not seen it? I've eaten every single type of chocolate bar, I think. Yeah, yeah. Riches. I think if I had a superpower, I'd be eating chocolate bars. Yeah. I mean, because then all of a sudden it's like, will they bring out a chocolate starfish? Oh, dear. 
All right. I think that's enough. Uh, thanks so much to all our fellow boys and girls for your feedback. Uh, great to hear it. Keep staying with us for our Gen V coverage uh, through more episodes to go uh, of Gen V. And you know what happens directly after Gen V? In fact, I think it might even be on the last episode of Gen V. Go on. Invincible returns to Prime Video on the same day that Gen V finishes, as far as I know. It's on the same, certainly on the same day. Wow. And that's the other show that we cover on this feed because of its violence, because of its adult content, even though it's an animated show. So uh, so we have a lot of I'm upcoming gonna, violence. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a shot of adrenaline, I yeah, think. Might have to. Um, to be honest. Just adrenaline, Joe John. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be out back with you next week. Please make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast over on tvpodcastindustries.com to get access to all the other shows that we're covering at the moment. Uh, still covering Loki every week. We're on to episode two, uh, which will be coming out a bit later. Uh, we are away for the weekend, so we won't be recording that until Tuesday of next week. But that gives you time, if you're watching Loki, to get your thoughts into us at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Excellent stuff. And remember, fellow boys and girls, please support the podcast. You can support it any which way you like. Mm -hmm. You can support us over on patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries or over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI. But also, and more importantly, support us by subscribing to the podcast Mm -hmm. and sharing it with your friends, family members, and student friends, of course. And maybe Uh, if you have any llamas, you can share it with them too. Maybe too, indeed. Because remember, sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing sharing the the love. love. Yes, it is. We'll speak to you again next time. Yeah, absolutely. Fellow boys and girls, we'll be back next time with our chat about episode six of Gen V, Jumanji. Mm -hmm. And the next question in our Gen V student bar quiz will also be following swiftly along from our coverage of episode six but in the meantime keep watching keep listening and keep your vibrating hands to yourself (laughs) bye bye